Hello and welcome to this special holiday takeover episode. I'm Christina. I'm Tim. And I'm Sean. And we're the hosts of the Good GP podcast, a member of the Talking Health Tech Network. So you might be wondering at this point, what has happened to the usual hosts? Well, rest assured, they will be back. But in the interim, Pete and crew are taking a well-deserved break over Christmas and have asked us to step in and share a couple of our favorite episodes from our own podcast while they're away. So, Tim, what episode are we sharing with the network today? Well, Chris, I recently recorded an episode on why you should try a park run this holiday season with Glenn Turner. I thought it was a great episode to bring to the network because Parkrun is an organisation that I feel makes a difference for people in the community. During the episode, we speak about the growing bank of evidence that Parkrun makes a big difference for patients' physical and emotional health. Tim, it sounds like a great chat with Glenn about a topic we're all passionate about here at The Good GP, moving our bodies. We hope you, the listeners, enjoy the episode. And if you want to hear more of The Good GP, make sure you go and check out our podcast. We have over 140 episodes recorded over the last seven years with heaps of great clinical and non-clinical content. Enjoy the episode. You're listening to The Good GP, the podcast for busy GPs. Hello and welcome to The Good GP, the education podcast for busy GPs, and welcome to Talking Health Tech. Today's episode is a festive season special. My guest today is Australia Health Lead of Parkrun Australia, Glenn Turner. Glenn, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Tim. Great to be joining you again. Glenn, many of our listeners would be familiar with Parkrun. It's a a very large event now and a very large organisation. But for the uninitiated, can you explain the global health and social phenomenon that is Parkrun? Yeah, I certainly can, Tim. Parkrun is about to enter its 20th year around the world, which is hard to believe when I think about it. But what's also hard to believe is that in those two decades, it's not really changed at all. So Parkrun is a weekly five-kilometre event in thousands of locations around the world. But the best thing is, for your listeners in particular, to know is that you haven't got to run at Parkrun. So don't be um, put off by the name. So if you are feeling energetic, then absolutely you can walk or run around the five-kilometre course. But you can also volunteer. You can also come along and spectate and support Really, for what it is, it's a a health and wellbeing intervention in thousands of parks around the world every Saturday morning. And the best bit is it's completely free. Yeah, I think for when I explain it to people who haven't heard of it before, it's really hard to convey the warmth that you feel when you go to a park run. It's friendly and although you might be amongst complete strangers, there's a feeling of welcoming and almost like a celebration that you're participating. It's not really about finishing even, it's just being there, isn't it, Glenn? Yeah, absolutely. It's completely non-competitive and deliberately so. The aim of Parkrun for two decades now has been to break down the barriers to coming along and being involved in physical activity, being in the fresh air, being with people. One thing that always strikes me is that when we reopened our events in Australia after the pandemic and we asked the Australian Parkrun community, what's the main motivating factor for you to come back to Parkrun? And seven out of 10 said to be with other people. They said, I can exercise by myself. I can go out in the fresh air by myself, but I really want to be around other similar-minded people in my community. And 
when you stand at a park run and look at everybody around you, you've got people from little kids through to those in their 90s. You've got parents who are pushing their babies in prams. You've got people taking part with their dogs on short leads. You've got three or four generations sometimes volunteering or, or walking or running together. And so the aim of the organisation is to create an opportunity for everybody in society to come down and be involved whatever way is comfortable and fun and happy and we want people to have a really positive association with physical activity and also it can mean different things on different weeks to people like there's some weeks I'll have a a long challenging week at work and I feel like going out for a run on Saturday morning but there are other times at park run where I'll meet up with family or friends and we'll walk the 5k's together or volunteer together because that's a a one-hour social time in the diary that we can have together. And so really it's about whatever you want it to be on whatever weekend you go down. And unlike gyms and sporting clubs and things, there's no commitment at Parkrun. You sign up once for free, you get your Parkrun barcode, that's then your passport to every Parkrun in the world whenever you want to go along. If it's at the last minute, that's fine. And whether you want to walk, run, volunteer, spectate, it's completely up to you. Fantastic, Glenn. Now, you know a lot of our audience are GPs and people in the GP community, and it's probably worth explaining that GPs and Parkrun already have a very special relationship. Can you explain the Practice Parkrun initiative and the relationship that Parkrun has with GPs and practices? Yeah, I certainly can. So we've known anecdotally for a very long time that a lot of health professionals, in particular GPs, have been prescribing Parkrun to their patients occasionally for running, but more often for walking, for volunteering, just having motivation to go and stand in the fresh air for an hour on a Saturday morning or to get out of a house on a Saturday morning. And so once we started to realise this was happening all over the world, we started to form relationships with governing bodies and umbrella organisations that um, represent GPs. And we formed an initiative called Parkrun Practices. And Parkrun Practices essentially supports GPs to be able to start a conversation with patients about parkrun to get a better understanding of what parkrun is and isn't. In other words, it's not a race, it's not competitive, you can walk, you can volunteer. And then also to foster a link between GP practices and their nearest parkrun or on some occasions parkrun events if there's a few in the area and to get an idea of what patients might benefit from going along, how you would start those conversations. And in Australia, just go onto Google's easiest way and just type in Parkrun Practices and the website will come up. And that initiative is in partnership with the Royal Australian College of GPs. So we co-host the site, we develop the material together, and really it's a one-stop shop for GPs to be able to go on there and get information about Parkrun events and a whole bunch of different signposting tools. So pamphlets and mock scripts, if you like. There are case studies on there, both written and verbal. There are photos on there all kinds of information and resources that can help as a conversation starter and just give people a better understanding of what Parkrun is and and how people can benefit in lots of different ways. Yeah, and look, one of the things that I discovered whilst I was researching this podcast, and I guess we'd call it one of the unintended consequences of the special relationship that Parkrun has with GPs and the health profession is that this this really large bank of evidence about the health benefits of Parkrun. Talk us through some of that evidence. Yeah, so really when it comes to physical and mental health, there is an increasing bank of evidence, as you say, and we've been really lucky that um, for a long time now there's actually been a a global parkrun research board which has been not only responding to requests to use the parkrun community for 
research purposes, but also instigating research ourselves to really look closely at the health and being benefits of what Parkrun provides, because ultimately we are a global health charity. And so improving the health and well-being of people in the communities that have got Parkrun events around the world is our, our number one aim. From a physical health point of view, I mean, we've, there's been studies looking at the reduction in the risk of cardiovascular disease. So things like risk factors such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol and obesity. We've got studies around how regular parkrun attendance improves people's cardiorespiratory fitness, which is measured by VO2 max, which as we know is a key indicator of overall fitness, and then reduced risk of all-cause mortality. So there's studies there that have found that regular parkrun participation is associated with a lower risk of mortality, even after adjusting for factors such as age and sex and socioeconomic status, these kind of things. Yeah, there's quite a lot out there around the physical side of things. And then on mental health, there's studies that have been put together using the parkrun community show reduced symptoms of anxiety and depression, improvements in overall mood and well-being, increased social connectedness, so how parkrun provides opportunities for social interaction and reduces social isolation which we know is a risk factor for poor mental health. And then there was also a study in 2018 which looked at how parkrun contributed to people's increased self-esteem and confidence and how that has a positive impact overall on their mental health. There really is this growing bank of evidence, which all does sit on the parkrun research board website. So anybody's welcome to go on there and have a look at the dozens of studies that have been done over the past 15 years or so using the parkrun community to inform that research. Yeah, it's very impressive. I was blown away by how much evidence there was and very practical studies on things that make a difference to patients. As you say, things like connectedness and loneliness, self-confidence. These are, I think, really like common things that GPs are dealing with. And I think people often struggle to say, how can I help with connectedness and loneliness? And offering them something like Parkrun is just a great example of something very tangible and doable that anyone could do. So I've certainly had a lot of great experience recommending it. So it's great to, to see that evidence is there. Glenn, today we are, it's a special holiday episode and we're putting out a call to listeners to give Parkrun a go in this holiday season. How hard is it to find a Parkrun near you and what should people who want to give it a go do? Okay, a few things on that. When I spoke a few moments ago about how Parkrun has not changed in 20 years, one of the things that hasn't changed is that park runs take place on Christmas Day and New Year's Day, regardless of what day of the week it is. So park runs normally on a Saturday morning, but right since 2004, events have taken place on Christmas and New Year's Day. And one of the reasons for that is that when the first park run was set up, it was really set up as a local mental health intervention, if you like. It was one guy who had been through a bit of a midlife crisis, wanted to get his friends into the park each Saturday morning, and he said... I know you guys are runners. I'll time you to do a five-kilometer course and you'll come with me for breakfast afterwards. That's what I need for my mental health, my friends, the open space, and a nice coffee on a Saturday morning. And so as Parkrun grew, people started to talk about how on Christmas Day, social connections are really important. Paul, who started Parkrun, started to understand that there were people out there who, if it wasn't for Parkrun, they wouldn't speak to anybody on Christmas Day. And so it was a quite lonely time for a lot of people. And that was one of the reasons why Parkrun started to take place on those extra days of Christmas and New Year's. And we've continued that in Australia over the past 12 years we've operated here. And so 
we've got a page on our website which is called the Christmas Compendium and anybody can jump on the Parkrun Christmas Compendium. It's a public page online. You can find it through Google and it will show which events around Australia are operating events on Christmas and New Year's Day and they're the same as every other event during the year. If you want to find all of our events around the country, then parkrun.com.au will show you the 500 communities that have Parkrun every Saturday morning. And as I've said earlier, you don't need to declare that you're coming down. Once you're registered with Parkrun, you can come to any event in the country. So it might be that you're on your holidays or you're visiting friends or family. And so you can find your nearest Parkrun. And with 500 around the country, there's every chance there'll be one pretty close to you. And so when you go along the first time, our events have got what's called a first timers welcome. That's basically just a friendly face. They'll be there in a, a high-vis vest with a, a welcome board that says first timers on it. So go and have a chat to them. They'll put your mind at rest. They'll explain how Parkrun works. They'll tell you where the coffee shop is, which is the most important part of Parkrun. And so, yeah, really just enhancing that first-time experience because we know that some people are nervous when they first go along, understandably so. Our aim is to really put people's minds at ease and talk about all the different ways that you can get involved and have fun on the day. And I would say something else to consider is if you are travelling for Christmas and on holiday somewhere, there's every chance that wherever you're holidaying, there'll be a park run probably pretty close by as well, particularly in Australia. But in fact, overseas in a lot of countries, you'll find a park run probably not too far away from where you're going. Yeah, our footprint is increasing exponentially as we move around the world. So we're in 22 countries now. But yeah, here in Australia, we've got these 500 communities and they're growing all the time. But yeah, there's every chance around Christmas that you'll find not only a parkrun near you, but people at parkrun tend to like fancy dress. It is very fun and informal. And so there are events all over the country where people will come dressed in all their festive get-up, which I always think is really fun. And I often speak to people who say, I've not exercised in decades because my memories of running or junior sport or PE, whatever it is, a really competitive environment where if you weren't first, you were last. All of the faster people and better people at sport were celebrated. Everybody else was kind of tolerated. What we're really trying to do is, um, is show that moving our bodies should be fun and social. It's great when you do it outdoors. It's great where you share it with other people. And we want everybody to be able to just enjoy that freedom of being able to go out and move your body however you want to. And doing it in an environment which is relaxed and welcoming and friendly, as you were talking earlier, Tim, is really important, I think, to breaking down those preconceptions of what physical activity is, because ultimately it's the most, most natural thing that we do. And I would say for those people who might be listening and just would say, hey, I'll never be able to run 5Ks, or maybe they can't even walk 5Ks, just come down and be part of the community, spectate, walk for a bit of it, just come down and see what it's like, because... It's a warm community and it's something that I'm always very happy in and proud to be part of. I would really encourage anyone, regardless of your age or capacity to exercise, just to come down and try being part of this really wonderful, warm community. Yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased that you've embraced it, Tim, the way that you have and the, and the way that you advocate for it. And you're absolutely right. We have people who come down who say, I've got no interest in doing 5Ks or I can't do 5Ks. They will volunteer, they'll support. Some might walk out for a kilometre, they'll do a marshalling job for a volunteer for an hour. They'll clap, they'll cheer, they'll high five, they'll have 100 people say thank you, have a great morning. Then they'll walk a K back to the start line. They've walked two kilometres that morning, they've spent an hour in the fresh air, they've had 100 different interactions, they've got a smile on their face, they feel like they've had a really enjoyable and meaningful morning. 
And parkrun events can create all of these different volunteering opportunities or opportunities for people to go out and, and do whatever they can on the morning. And that's what's really special about it. And everybody is friendly and welcoming and supportive. So I would always say that if you don't like running, parkrun is the run for you <laughs> because you haven't got to run. You can do whatever you like and do it with a smile on your face. Yeah, absolutely. Glenn, thank you so much on behalf of myself and the good GP Talking Health Tech and on behalf of Parkrun, I'd really love to wish all our listeners a safe and happy festive season. Thanks for being part of the podcast, Glenn. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to the Good GP Podcast, a proud member of the Talking Health Tech Podcast Network. Make sure you're subscribed on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or would like to contact The Good GP, send an email to thegoodgp at gmail.com. The content of this podcast represents the opinions of The Good GP, hosts and guests of the show. The content is aimed at general practitioners working in the Australian context and is not intended to represent medical advice. Any listeners experiencing symptoms or who have concerns about their health should seek advice from a registered health professional. We make every effort to ensure that the information shared is accurate and up to date at the time of recording, but welcome any feedback or corrections. The content of this podcast is general in nature and does not refer to specific patient management. We recommend all health professionals review local and up-to-date guidelines prior to any clinical decisions.